Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome in to Loretta McNary Live Presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. And Michael Farmer, everybody knows by this time, is our amazing spiritual, personal coach, guru, friend, scholar, <laughs> um, master of so many wisdom nuggets that he shares every Tuesday. So everybody welcome our friend, Michael Farmer. Hi, Michael. Hello, Miss Loretta and everybody in Radio Land. It is truly an honor to uh, be above ground <laughs> and and looking to be highly exalted above all my circumstances. And so it's okay. it's a good day. It's a good day. It's a it's a good day. I I so agree with that. Definitely the positive statement that you have to make every day and sometimes many times throughout the day, but you always want to say that it's a good day and be thankful and do your part to make it an even better day. So what we're going to talk about today, Michael, I'll let you introduce it because I'm so excited. We kind of alluded to it last Tuesday that we will have this conversation, and I'm very excited. I will get my pen and pencil ready because I know something will be said today that I want to be able to go back and look at and reread and um, just digest. So all yours, Michael. Well, today we're going to be talking about a subject I think is the cornerstone, the foundation of all of Christianity, mm. and it deals with obedience. I know it can be a nasty little word sometimes to people <laughs> because sometimes it comes with such negative connotation because sometimes it's equated with uh, subjugating yourself or Submission, and, and most people, as uh, most people, d- just don't like to submit. So obedience is one of those uh, terms. Is actually, I, I think, is the basis for so many elements or forces that are in the Bible that cause them to operate and and to, and, and to become effective in your life. That sometimes we overlook it. Uh, and there is no way that you can please God without being obedient to him. There's no way your children can, can please you without them being <laughs> obedient to you. So it, it it goes hand in hand, and we, def- we definitely reap what we sow. So we're going to talk about today the effects of obedience, the effects of obedience. And this, this study is also part of the discipleship study course that uh, you can – Partake of, and it's one of the ones that I I use quite a bit when I'm counseling. <coughs> counseling. It's this sign of time here in the great state of Tennessee and the city of Memphis, the county of Shelby, and man, I I'm feeling it this week. <laughs> All right. So if I so, so if I have to clear my throat, y'all y'all just uh, excuse me. It's it's all part of us intervening in nature. So. <laughs> Nevertheless, nevertheless, it all started for me. This study started for me uh, back of, uh, I think I didn't, I think, what was the date on this? Because it was early 2000 when I actually wrote this particular one for the, uh, which is now part of the study course. The study, study course didn't have to come into being until 2006. But it started way back, like in 2003. But it actually began with when God spoke a word to me one morning, and it and it simply stated this: the beginning and the end of all holy living is obedience. Mm. So, so listen to listen to that again: the beginning and the end of all holy living is obedience. And it, it struck me when He said that. And of course, when I began to study it. Uh, it actually began to open up some things to me. So I want to uh, share those things with you, and God expects uh, us to be obedient to his word, whether it's written, spoken, or revealed. And so many of us in different areas, what different phases in our lives, I would like to say, that obedience, it just depends on where you are. Everyone should be 
readily obedient obedient to the written word because this is that's something that you can see. Mm-hmm. And it and of course with the spoken word, you know, is you it's hard to be obedient to the spoken word when you know that the person speaking is not obedient themselves. So that mm. that variable comes, so that variable comes into play. But there's nothing like obeying the revealed word. And sometimes people use the word rhema for that. And then I think I mentioned it last week and we don't kinda of expound upon those those three areas of the word uh, before we get into the meat of this lesson. Okay. So if you look at obedience in the Old Testament, it it uh, means to hear intelligently. It means to give undivided listening attention. Very important because in the Old Testament, you got to remember during Old Testament times, there wasn't paper. At, at one point, paper hadn't even been invented yet. You got to think when Moses got the Ten Commandments, they were written on stone, and God actually engraved those his words and into that stone and that was a miracle within self because at the time tools had been implemented that could engrave. So right. most people kinda so, so most people look at kinda overlook that, that miracle that, that God performed uh when he uh wrote for we call the Ten Commandments on those two tablets of stone. And he was so uh he was so serious when he wrote these that when Moses broke them he he, he gave him another set. <laughs> he gave yeah. him another set to, to get to the people because if, these are, if, if, if God writes, it takes the time to write something that he really wants us to have, then we better pay attention to it. So the, at least we can, if, if we don't obey anything, we can at least obey the Ten Commandments. And believe it or not, you can live a pretty good life obeying the Ten Commandments. Right. It was it was it was something that the uh, rich young ruler actually brought up when Jesus uh, asked him. He said he had kept those commandments from his youth up, but Jesus elevated it and said, "Well, there is one thing that you're lacking. Not too bad when Jesus himself can look you in the face and say, "Well, you got one thing that you need to take care of." <laughs> and not too bad of a that's not too bad of a position to be in in this day and time. <laughs> so he told, he had one thing that he had to take care of, and of course, it wasn't written in that commandment. It was at his command, that spoken word that I was talking about. And he said, yeah. you know, take what you have, sell, give to the poor, take up the cross, and follow me. Of course, the Bible tells us that the rich young ruler walked away sad because he had great possessions. So he, he disobeyed that command. So he actually missed out on what God had prepared for him. Right. I believe in my heart. I believe my heart of hearts. If he had obeyed, he would have did like he did for Job. He gave. He would have gave him double for his trouble. As <laughs> like I believe he would have multiplied, and he would have had much more. Oh yeah. After, after yeah. all said and done. So because I believe you know making that decision to follow, we don't give up anything. We receive so much more than these things that we um, are called to give up. Those things that. What, what holiness and righteousness and and pleasing God is all about anyway. So there's all you always get more than you give back, give up rather, and that's my opinion. And 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 as I was saying that um, when you when you look at new when you look at Old Testament times, one thing that they had to do in those times was to listen attentively. That's what that you hear in in the Book of Proverbs. You hear. Solomon and other uh, other wise men that that left their sayings, you know, for the Book of Proverbs, but predominantly Solomon, he he would always say, "Son, listen attentively to my words." And because you know, it's you know, they didn't have tape recorders back then. They didn't have Instagram. They didn't have voice recorders. They didn't have paper. They didn't have pen. So when when words were spoken, they have to they had to give their undivided attention because they had to remember what was spoken to them. As a matter of fact, if you if, if you study uh, uh, old Hebrew customs, one of the one way that the uh, the rabbi would help his students to remember was with what they call the rod of correction. Oh. He would. He would read out something, 
and then he would turn to a student in his class and now tell me exactly what I said. And if they didn't get it right, he would reach out with that rod and he would he would smite that person with that rod because he knew that they weren't listening attentively if he if they didn't tell him exactly what he said. So 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 that's how they got it back in Old Testament times. Well, of course we have we have Bible we have written Bibles on our shelves. We have twenty different versions on our phones. And so we're in a better position to obey God's word. And he emphatically says that who much is given, much is required. So he has given us so much of his word in written form and spoken form and also in, in revealed form because he has his Holy Spirit now resident on the inside of us who is God that speaks to us or he reveals things to us for us to obey. So we have no excuse about obeying God's words. That's why he says if you... Obey my words, there's a blessing, and if you disobey my words, then there's a curse. It's that simple. Obey, blessing, disobey, curse. And then he goes on to say, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, or life and death, obey me or disobey me. And then he says, choose life. He gives you an open book test. <laughs> and so many of us fail that test every day. He he tells us the answer to the test, what to do. And we tend to rest upon our flesh, rest upon our experience, like Peter did when when Jesus uh came to him and he wanted to borrow his boat to launch out from the shore because he wanted to he want he wanted to teach the people from the shore. It was a form of crowd control, that's what it was. <laughs> and he said, in doing so, he said, I want you to launch out into the deep and let down your nets. Well, Peter was a professional fisherman by trade, and at the time he had toured all night, had come back in, had cleaned his nets, and put them up. So based on his experience, they hadn't caught anything, so there was no need in putting the nets out again. But he said something very important. He said, nevertheless, at thy word, I would do it. And then, of course, we know the miracle that happened. It's a great drought of fish encompassed that net and almost sunk the boat. So <laughs> by him obeying what God told him to do, it, it gave him that miracle way beyond his natural thinking or his natural reason or his natural logic. That, that's what the word logos comes from. You can always say logos means logic. It means an intelligent word or a logical word, a word that I understand. And that's what so many of us live off of. But there's a higher degree, there's a next level of that word that when God speaks, you don't understand, you just obey. And and that's what Peter did. If if you studied that scripture when he said, Lord, never let out that word, that word there actually means rhema. That's the rhema that I'm talking about. So it doesn't have to be something that's spoken, you know, directly from heaven. No rhema can can come directly from God, from the Word of God, from the Holy Spirit. It can actually come from someone who's speaking to you, who's speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, and you can receive rhema. That word you don't understand it, but you you say just because you told me to do this, based on your character, based on my experience with you, I'm going to do it. That's what Rhema is. So you, let's, let's, let's recap that. You have the written word, you have the spoken word, and you have the revealed word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the revealed word is where you see the miracles. Like when he told Abraham to, to leave his father's house and go into a land that he knew nothing about. Well, you got you got to think Abraham had to walk away from his inheritance as the as the elder son, as the executive of his father's estate. He had to walk away from all of that and go into a a land that he knew nothing about. He obeyed God's word because he did that. God caused God caused him to become very, very wealthy in the land that he got into. Matter of fact, so wealthy that his his nephew Lot, who went with him. Became they became so wealthy they had to split themselves out because they had become too the 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 land couldn't contain the both of them and of course yeah. we know the story of Lot and of course we know Lot chose 
what we call where the saying comes from, he thought the grass was greener on the other side. And so he he, he chose the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we know all of the debauchery that was happening over in Sodom and Gomorrah. But God, because Lot was a righteous man, God spared his life. And, of course, we know the other other part of that story. And I'm not going to talk about it. I didn't come here to talk about that particular story. I'm here to talk about obedience. Obedience in the New Testament New Testament means to, it literally means to listen attentively, similar to to the uh, Old Testament, but it also means to to uh, give heed to or conform to a command or an authority as a subordinate. And most, as I said, most people this would trip up most people. They don't want to be in their minds think that they are subordinated to someone. Well, just by reason of life, you are you're subordinated to somebody. If you have a boss at work, you are that person subordinate. That means that you are no, not that you're no less, no 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 less than they are. It just means that they have the ability or the authority to give you a command and to take action, whether you obey that command or not. Uh-huh. Simply what this means. So. So, like as I said, there is an effect that comes with obedience. We're gonna talk about seven of those once we get down to the end of the lesson. So it's gonna take a few minutes, kind of lay the foundation. You know, I I spend time to lay the foundation, and sometimes it don't take long to build a house once the foundation has been laid properly. So it it really means to hear intelligently, to give your undivided listening attention. That's what the Old Testament version. The New Testament version means to hear with the implication of heeding or conforming to that command or authority. He expects you to do it. As I said, because we are living in what we call New, New Testament times, and as Christians we have his Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We have his word in written form that we can search and study and, and mark and do all what we do. And then we have it in, the, in electronic media now. Mm-hmm. With all the different versions that you we, that you have access to, and you have all type of commentaries and and uh, lexicons and dictionaries, we have so much available to us to help us understand the word. And once you understand the word, you should be obeying it. But unfortunately, most people only want to hear the word to tickle their ears. The Bible always gives you something to do. Always remember that, not just something to hear. And I think we've uh, we've talked about that in in Mm -hmm. Mm Lazarus. It always gives you something to do rather than just something to hear. Now, um, there's a scripture that uh, I've meditated on for a while, and it's found in Isaiah 55. uh, Verse 10 and 11, and it it says, So at the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not there, but waters the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish which that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing or to our Senate. So God is comparing his word to water. He says when it when he speaks it it goes it goes out and it waters it, it waters us and it, it, it makes us to bring forth and bud and to grow and it and in doing so it, it gives seed so we can sow and it also gives us bread that it can sustain our natural bodies. So so that's what his word does for us. So he has now compared his word to life. If we obey his word, and we just talked about that a few minutes ago, in obeying his word, obedience equals life. That's one of the effects of obedience is that we get God's life. We get that God kind of life. So always remember that. Obedience gives you the life that God intended for you to have. Got that, Loretta? I got that. Okay, since you were talking, and I know you're probably going to get to this, so I'll just hold this question because I know you'll get to it because we talked about immediate obedience. What is immediate 
the uh, effects of immediate immediate obedience versus if you take time to think about it, is that still obedience? I mean, it's, you, it's, it's still, you know, it's, it, it's still obedience, but I, I think you miss out on some of, I think you miss out on some of the benefit of that obedience. For instance, I say, okay, Loretta, I, I need you to meet me over here at the showroom at 12 o'clock on Wednesday morning. I got something I want to give you. And in my mind, I already know what, what I have appropriated for you. Uh-huh. But Loretta, I mean, decides that she's going to show up at 3 o'clock. <laughs> she She didn't know that I gave that invitation to three other people. Ooh. And the three and, and the three other people showed up and they took everything. So if she had showed up at the time that I her, her to, if she had immediately obeyed my command, then the four of you could have split that what I had appropriated for you. Mm-hmm. So that and and that's what happens a lot in our lives. We decide that you know, I don't, Lord, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. I, I, I need to meditate on this for, you know, a few more days. I need to, I need to run this by my spouse, and I need to study it out. I need to, I need to pull out a couple of these commentaries and see if I can find the answer to what you're saying. Well, if, if God tells you to do something and He puts a time frame to it, you, you better do it then. Exactly, I, I, I totally understand. Sometimes people just like, get a little off because, like you said, they use all these things and why they can't do it. They got to talk to somebody. Got, and then this is a big one. I got to pray about it. I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to pray about it. <laughs> I'm asking you to use your God for something that you probably have been praying for or wanted to. It's an opportunity. It's certainly not going to harm you, and you know that. But because there's some fear or something, you go, I got to pray about it. Oh, yes. Or let me, you know, pray about it. So. When you really but, want to say no. But the one thing I, I, I want you to remember in this obedience thing, and that's why I, I mentioned the word rhema. rhema. Rhema means an utterance. and But the essence of it, when I study it, actually means a word that you really don't understand. But, but because it, it came from a credible source, you're going to act on it anyway. And I then I've already given an example of Peter in this boat. I gave you the example of of Abraham when he obeyed God to go into this unknown land. Peter launched out into the water and, and he knew in his in, in his mind he was like, Man, look, I've been fishing for twenty years and now he gonna tell me to go out here and there are no fish out there. We we just came from out there and we didn't catch anything. <laughs> but he but Jesus' word was credible enough for him to obey. That's why it says, nevertheless, at thy word. And like I said, and mark it in your Bible and, and make an asterisk by it and put on the rhema. That that was a rhema word. Doesn't just have to be something that just comes out of the blue or rhema can just be, you're just simply acting on God's word without a clear understanding of what he wants you to do. You're just obeying based based on his integrity, based on his holiness. And 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 that's what I did years ago. I didn't understand when God told me it was time for me to go. When He said, "Oh, He said it's time for you to go," my reply was, "Lord, if you show show me where and show me when." Mm. And that was my reply. And He did. And in that, I was my goal was to obey His word. Regardless of of the outcome of it, a lot of people thought I was crazy. I said, "Man, are you making the money you making? You know, doing what you're doing now that you're making on your job?" I said, "No." <laughs> I said, "I, I just I, I believe God told me to do this, you know." And then, long story short, I didn't know that God had prepared for me a buy what the, what they call a buyout. I was I was prepared to leave with nothing, but I left her with. Pay. 
right. They, they in essence, paid me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I didn't understand what he meant by that. All, all I knew was that I was, I was at the point now that God was credible enough that when I heard him and if he told me to do something, that I, I I knew he wasn't gonna leave me hanging. I know he wasn't gonna leave me out there to to die. As, as the scripture says, you know he's you know I've been David said I've been young and I've been old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Well, there's a if you look at another version in the Amplified, I think that it says the uncompromisingly righteous. And that's something that I would, that that my pastor taught me during that time. And I said, "Well, look, I'm 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 I'm, I'm compromisingly righteous, and I know that at, if he's telling me to do this, I know I'm not going to miss a meal, and my family's not going to miss a meal, and I'm not going to miss a payment on his mortgage. I'm not going to miss a car payment because he told me to do this." And wow, and and and, 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 and you know, like I didn't come here to talk about. Talk about me. I came here to help you all because I, I know, I but that's an example of obedience that people need to understand because sometimes, especially when you use the scenario that you used about, you know, leaving your job and starting your business and knowing within your know-all that God told you to do this and that God was going to supply a lot of people, because I, I did that. I totally walked away from corporate America to do the show, but I, I walked away not to prove a point, not to, you know, because I was angry that my job wasn't going right, but I fully knew, and I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that this is what I was called to do. At the same time, the word obedience really didn't enter my mind until, ooh, a while. I just thought I was doing what I was supposed to do. I never thought that I was just being really obedient in that sense of the word what you've been explaining today. Because when you, and I found that that I am because, like you, I, it's been it's been a struggle. I'm not saying like you you struggle because I'm not saying you struggle. I mean just like you, everything has been taken care of, and it wasn't always um, when I wanted it or when I thought it. But I've learned so much with having downsized my income and still having everything provided. That yeah. that's and then now that we're having this conversation, I'm like, wow, I was really obedient. That's what it was. I was being obedient. Yeah, you're being so obedient I'm, and. But but you know something? I'm glad you said that because if, if you do a search of the Bible, it it actually just uses the word the literal word obedient only sixteen times. Mm. So but 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 that's but we can't just get hung up on the the word or what I call the the spelling of that word the o b e d i e n t because. Uh, what what you about to hear now? What I call the law of obedience is is going to change how you think about that word because you know just because something doesn't say that just because it doesn't say something literally in the Bible doesn't mean that it's not it, it's it's not in there. All right. So let's so when when you look at Deuteronomy twenty eight and this is Moses. Uh, given the uh, the children of Israel, he's he's reading the law to them again. It's, 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 it's the word Deuteronomy means a second reading of the law. He's 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 going back over the law of God. And he's reading it to them and how they should you know conduct themselves and what they should expect before they go into the land of promise. And remember, God promised them this land. That's why they call it the promised land. It's, it's not a title. It's literally that God promised them this land. And guess what? Their disobedience is what held them up from inheriting that land. If, if it wasn't God's inability to provide, it was their unwillingness to obey. Mm, so, so I always think so. So always so that's and that's usually the and sometimes I ain't gonna say all the time, but in most cases that's a litmus test that you can use. It's not God's inability to provide, but it's my ability to disobey <laughs> or my mm-hmm. unwillingness to obey. Yeah, and for so, whatever the reason, it's still, you know, you're not obeying, regardless of, 
yeah, it's still disobedience because exactly you get reasons or which are only really excuses for why you can't do something. And the thing with it is, it just stays with you. It's like an itch that won't go away. <laughs> oh, and then it is, and it won't go away. Especially if he knows that he's told you to do something that's going. And that's what we're going to talk about in the second segment of this: the expedience of obedience. How your mm-hmm. obedience affects not only you but other people. And and, I, and I'm not going to get into that now, but I'm I'm just giving you a teaser. <laughs> what the oh, second yeah. part of this is going to be? Experience I definitely got some questions on that because I, I can see how that works too because we all are so interconnected. Okay, so that'll be um, in another show. But for yeah, right now, for show. those who just tuned in or maybe you're just listening in, you caught the show in the middle for some reason, even in your archive. Our topic today is the effects of immediate obedience, and I'm Loretta McNary, the show host, and my co-host on every Tuesday is Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach, and today's show is being brought to you by Let Us Rescue You Skin Care and Hair Care Products. You can visit them online at LetUsRescueYou.com. So, um, obedience, and you said it's only mentioned in the Bible 16 times, and yeah, the, but that's the, the word itself. But the word the, itself, yes. Yeah. Right, but, but 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 obedience is the is the undercurrent for for so many forces in the Bible that doesn't say obedience. And like so we're gonna talk about that. I want to get ahead of myself because right now mm-hmm. I just want to deal with the law. Of, I, I, I want to deal with the law of obedience right now because right. the law. Because the because once once you think about a law, and I always like to give laws, and and, and law just is just a substitute word for principle. So like the law of gravity. You know, the law of gravity says, you know, it, every, anything that does not that that goes up is going to be pulled to the center of the earth because of of, of gravitation to pull. We call it the law of gravity. I don't care who you are. <laughs> if I jump from the top of this house, I'm going to hit the ground. I don't care who you are. Say, say, millionaire, broke. It doesn't matter, male, female. <laughs> Heterosexual, homosexual, it don't matter. We all gonna we all gonna come to <laughs> hit the center of the earth with this ground. And and, and 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 this is the law of obedience. It simply says in, in Deuteronomy twenty eight, one and two, and it says, And it shall come to pass, this is Moses talking to the children of Israel, and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of of the Lord thy God. Now, the word hearken literally means to listen and to do. Mm-hmm. And it, and implied in that is obedience. It, it, it does have to say, if you be obedient, he said that thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day. So, so this is Moses giving the commandments that God gave him to command the people. So in that right. case, this is this God's commandment. He says that the Lord thy God, he didn't say me, he said that the Lord thy God would set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. But it's mm-hmm. condition if you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And once, I, and once again, the word hearken means to listen with the intent of doing. I'm going to listen to do. I'm not just going to listen, just to listen, just like I said, so it can tickle my ears and I can, and I can get goosebumps and, and I can feel good and I can, I can feel the power of this corporate anointing because everybody's pulling on this word at the time. If you're not intent while you're sitting there listening to that word and you're going to say, man, when I get out of here, that's the first thing I'm going to do. That's that's when obedience becomes a blessing to you. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, soon as the sermon is over and he's given the benediction and you sit in the car, you write back to reality. When you should have capitalized on that on that, uh, you should have capitalized on that corporate anointing that was going on at that time. And purpose, and purpose in your heart, despite the goosebumps and the chills and the and the tears, and say, Lord, I, that's for me. I'm going to do that. 
I'm going to act upon that, that word I just got from you. That was a rhema word for me. I don't understand what the outcome is going to be, but I, I just know in my heart of hearts that I'm going to do this. I don't even know what the outcome is going to be. I'm just going to do it because my heart just received that word, and I'm going to do it. And they come. Um, can words be interchanged? Can faith and obedience, can they be interchangeable? Or are they two totally separate um, meanings and definitions and timing and all that? Can Are they interchangeable? You must be looking at my notes, because that's, that's the next point we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so very, very, very good question. But, 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 but let me finish the, the law of obedience yeah, first. Yeah. Because, so, so remember, so if, if, if you're hearing something, and, of course, I'm reading from the Old Testament, but I'm making it relevant, I'm making it relevant for the times in which we live. Uh-huh. Because that's 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 what happens on Sunday morning services. You know, you you have to go in there with an expectancy that I'm going to hear from God today. You know, I'm Lord. I'm I'm in this dilemma. I've searched this Bible over and over now. I haven't found the answer to my dilemma. Well, if you can't find it in the Bible, guess who got your answer? God <laughs> has your answer. That's that's why I say you, you have to you have to always be cognizant of of the three forms of the word. The written word, the spoken word, and the revealed word. Sometimes God has to reveal something to you. You can't find it verbatimly in the Bible. You may find a principle that relates to what you're going through, but but when it comes to how to apply that principle to your life, the Holy Spirit, who is God, has to show you how to do that because he is God in the earth today. So that is the law of obedience. It's a law, and it works for anybody. Mm. It was pretty wow. right. I just said that, that it's a law. The law is a law of obedience, like the law of attraction, the law of gravity. Yeah. <laughs> the law of reaping and sowing. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. And then there's another one that I want to uh, I wanted to use a support scripture for for that uh, law, and it says, "If you be willing." And obedient. It's found in Isaiah 1 and 19. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So, so coupled with that obedience, there should be that willingness. And that's what I was talking about. While, while you sit there in that corporate anointing, you know, you should, you should sit in your, your will. Lord, wow, that is for me. You know, get get beyond the emotion of what's going on at the time and make a decision because there are, a decision is a part of your will. Mm-hmm. It's a part of your will. So I always think, so if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So we have to be willing to obey. Not just obeying, you know, kicking and screaming the whole I'm I'm obeying but I'm I'm kicking and screaming and murmuring and complaining the whole time just like the children of Israel did. Lord you know bought us out here to kill us in this in this wilderness and when this was, when we was back in Egypt in bondage we had something to eat. And they and they began to list off all the things they they ate back in Egypt. And I could just imagine God just smoking right about now. Ooh, man. <laughs> And it said he sent them so much meat that it ran out of their nose. In other words, they, he gave them so much quail to eat that they, the Bible said that they covered the earth. They were, and they, they got sick of the meat. So get out of your flesh. Quit looking <laughs> to fulfill the lust of your flesh. So sometimes God will give you what you're asking for, and 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 and, and that's why some of us, End up in really bad predicaments because it's it's what I it's what I wanted, and God just pulls His hands back and says, "Okay, have it." Wow! Because it, <laughs> because it's, because at some point you're going to have to come back to me and repent, and 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 that's what they had to do. And of course, we know the story that out of all the hundreds of thousands of people that that left 
out of the land of Egypt. Only two that left the land of Egypt actually went into the promised land. That was Joshua and Caleb. Moses himself Joshua didn't go. No. Because Moses no. himself didn't go because he was he got beside himself. Yeah, because he, he was dealing with because he was yeah. he was dealing with God told him to speak to the rock and what he do. He smote the rock. Out of anger, out of disappointment, out of frustration. And God said, Well, you know something, I'm I'm gonna make good on my promise. I'm gonna go go into that mountain. I'm gonna let you see into it, but you're not gonna go into it. So only Joshua and Caleb out of all those. So Joshua and Caleb were literally one in a million. Exactly, because it was almost a million of them that came out under the like no, a man of Egypt. Yeah, it was. Ooh. It was. It was. It was them. It was a new generation that that didn't that didn't have all that experience of Egypt. It's what actually went into the promised land with these two guys that were willing to. Obey God. So that so that is the law of obedience. God wants us to obey Him because that's what He expects from us. Not just what He don't want us to obey just to see what we can get from Him. No, He wants us to obey Him because it it honors Him, it reverences Him when we obey Him. Just like when your children obey you. I mean, you're not always coming out of your pocket when they obey you. No, it just honors you when they do that. Yeah, uh-huh. they're, they're they're honoring you as mother. They're honoring me as father when they do the things that I have commanded them to do. And I'm not going to command them to do something I know that's going to harm them or bring them to destruction. If 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 I do that, that makes me an unjust parent. And if God does that, that makes him an unjust God. And we know that he can't be anything but righteous. He can't be anything but just. He can't be anything but fair. He can't be anything but holy. So we have to begin to put our agendas aside, put our experiences aside, and say, Lord, okay, just because you are telling me to do this, I'm going to do it. I know people are going to talk about me probably like I'm crazy, because normally he always going to, God usually tells you to do something, especially especially if 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 you want these supernatural results. He's going to tell you to do something that you have never done before and it's not going to make any sense to you and it's definitely <laughs> not going to make any sense to those around you. That's right. Oh, I, and and, I, I and that, that's why that. I say he, he uses he uses the foolish things of the world to to put to put to shame or to confuse our wisdom. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's what the that's what the effects of obedience is all about. It's, it's not just so we can get things. We we know the things are there. It's all and as I like to say, nobody stands on the on the side of a pool and and sit there and wonder if I jump in here, am I going to get wet? No, you don't have to wonder that because you know wet is a property of water, just like blessing is a property of obedience. I don't have to focus on the blessing. I have to just let me focus on the obedience. Let me focus mm-hmm. on getting in the water. And I get wet. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to get to the pool. You know, right now, you know, the you know, when you go over to the that big new center they got it over there at the Croc Center, you know, you gotta get in that water. Nobody's focusing on whether they're gonna get wet, unless they just got the hurt did or not. But, <laughs> I but if you get a word that, to no. get in that water, you better forget that hair. <laughs> well, that's why we miss out because there's some things we're not willing to to let go, not willing exactly. to let go. Because, right. Yeah, and so we miss out on the benefits of exactly. doing whatever it you know was. I mean, and and just if you know the Bible and you know some of the stories, it was always something that you like. You know, well, I got to do this to do to get this. It's, Nothing to do with that, you know. But it was part of the obedience, and it was part of him, Jesus, asking you to do something that just didn't make sense to you or your family or friends. Of course, he could have did it differently, but that's your way of doing things. And you exactly. know, he wants to get the glory. He wants to make sure you know it was him and not you. 
So I agree with that. If a, and if a, a man of God or a woman of God tells you, you know, to do something, if you go into them in confidence about a particular thing, and they say, well, Loretta, you, you probably need to go and, you know, dip your foot in the sand seven times first. Yeah. Of course, it sounds crazy. It has nothing to do probably with what I was asking or trying to get confirmed, but I trust you. I trust that if I were to do that, then I would see the reasoning later that the blessing was tied up in the thing to do and not just the thing to read or to to say. Exactly. Because it, 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 it's not the thing that you it's not the actual application of what you're doing. It's, it's your obedience is what mm-hmm. is what. The, the obedience part honors God, you know, just because just Naaman went dipped in the water seven times, you know, that then, you know, you know, by listening to the prophet, you know, it, it, it took this woman to say, well, now, if if, if you had came out and told, uh, well, matter of fact, the prophet didn't come, he sent his servant to tell you, to tell Naaman who was a leper. Now, here you are full of boards and, and sores and you want to be healed, and you want him to come out and do something grand and miraculous. And all he said, well, just go, go dip yourself in the Jordan seven times. And then the, the servant said, now, if he had told you to do something different, you know, would you have done it? <laughs> so, so guess what Naaman did? He went down to that, as they say, that muddy old Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and he dipped himself seven times. And on the seventh time when he came up, he did exactly as the prophet had said. So that, that was that spoken word. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand it. He didn't understand what it was. I don't. I don't know what. I thought he was gonna come out here and lay hands on me, or he was gonna speak over me, or he was gonna do something where he's gonna hear some chills and goosebumps up my body. <laughs> no, he said he he never told me to go go jump in the lake. <laughs> That's what he never told me to do. And but the funniest one is that not the not the clean nice one, you know, that was all by the beach and. You know, that was beautiful. He's like you see right. the muddy Jordan. <laughs> in the ditch. Go jump in the ditch. You're not like you're a Syrian. You're a Syrian anyway, so it's not I mean it's not you know, I I say these things like this for my children. For the apple of my eye, which was Israel at the time. So so it's it's it's, it's those kind of things that you have to that pleases God. And to answer your question that you asked me a few minutes ago, yes, there are three powerful elements or forces that obedience affects. The first one being faith, the second one being hope, and then the next one being love. The Bible tells us that now abides faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. But all of these things are powered by obedience. So let's deal with faith. Let's, let's, let's deal with the first one that you asked, asked about. Okay. There's a scripture in Romans 10, I think it starts around verse 8, go through verse 17. It says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let's just let's, let's break this verse down. It says, so then faith comes by giving heed. And the word gives heed means to do what? It means to obey. So 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 we can paraphrase this and say so faith comes by obedience and me being obedient to the word of God. Mhm. Mhm. That, we 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 can paraphrase it like that. And believe it or not, in this context, the word where it says and and hearing by the word of God, the word there literally means rhema. It's not written word. It's other word. It's, it's that revealed word. So faith comes by the rhema of God, not the ephos or the graphos, which is the written word, or the logos, which is the intelligent, spoken, and understood word, but it, it comes by the rhema, the utterance of God. I mean, God, has, the Holy Spirit speaks this to your into your being, and you and you hear it, and then something goes off on the inside of you, and and you say, "Wow, they're gonna think I'm crazy, but the Holy Spirit, I I know your voice, and the voice of a stranger I will not follow. I'm going to do this." <laughs> so faith does come by obedience. 
So just to answer your question, Ms. Loretta. <laughs> they terms by obedience, so therefore the, it can be interchangeable. Yeah, or not. It can be, okay. of course, it, it, it can be interchangeable. The next one is hope. Hope is just expectation with desire. It's confidence or trust. So, so once again, if hope always says that Lord, I'm I'm expecting I'm I'm expecting something to happen from this. I have the confidence and trust in you that, that, that what you have said is going to come to pass. And we can find that uh, one instance of that in Romans four and eighteen. And they're talking about Abraham here. He says, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. So you got to think when, when God spoke that word to Abraham and said, so shall your seed be, when you're looking at the, the stars of the sky and then the sands on, sands on the beach there, he didn't have a child at the time. <laughs> so yeah. when 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 so when God comes to Loretta and says, Loretta, so shall your studio be and he and he shows you Rockefeller Center and you send back, I look, I look, I I've been at this a long time, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting in Hickory Ridge Mall and and he said, Uh uh-uh, uh, no. He says, so shall your studio be. So Loretta has to latch on to that word and say, okay, Lord, just because you spoke it, I believe it because you're not a man that, that you're alive. So, so now my, my hope has now come alive because faith is the substance of things hoped for. So also you have things, when we finish all of these, you'll see that all three of these things are actually intertwined. And they all require action on our part. Like you said, the Bible yes, always tells us something to do. And, Michael, let me tell you this, because I know the um, position you operate in, and you just don't know what you just said to me. Because last week I posted, um, God gave me a, a scripture as I was studying, and it was ooh, Luke 5th chapter, verses 5 through 6, and you already talked about it when the Lord got into the boat and you said it was crowd control. And he, you know, he was teaching um, the crowd. And then he told Peter, Simon Peter, to um, throw the net out again. And Simon said, well, Lord, you know, we've been doing this all night long. But because of your word, (laughs) he's like, we're going to throw it out again. So the Lord is like, do it again. And I had gotten that in my spirit. He's like, those things that you had, you know, you say you didn't get any fruit from it, nothing happened from it. So I felt like God was telling me, only me, and that was for me, the rainbow word, the revealed word, was yeah. try those things again that you tried before and, and you didn't get the results you wanted. But you got to remember what God promised. So these things are going to have to happen, but you still got to keep on trusting and believing like you did at the first conversation when everything yeah. was revealed to you. So everything is lining up with what you said about. And, and I know it's, i got to believe for a studio bigger than what I currently have, but yes. knowing the struggle with the one I currently have, and now he's saying something like a Rockefeller Center, I believe <laughs> it, and I know it's gonna happen. <laughs> but I was like, okay, Lord, you know, I'm just that, you know, sold out. Well, okay. Well, well once again, it? you got to have the faith. Once again, Abraham is our example. Yep. He he called him his his not not only was his body dead, but his wife's womb was dead when when he spoke these things to him. So, but but he but he but he as scripture says here, who against hope believed in hope. So so mm-hmm. against the hope of of the deadness of his body, he believed in the hope that God had spoken to him, and he believed that God had made him a father of many nations. That's what that's what happened when he changed his name, and there's a, mm-hmm. and he said and 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 that's according to that which was spoken. So shall that seed be. And he's looking at all these stars. <laughs> and and he's looking at his dead body. And I know he wondering, Lord, I don't know. And an elderly wife. Yeah. 
I don't know how this is going to happen, but the first time you spoke, you told me to leave my father's house, and, and you proved yourself to be true. And now you just told me I'm going to be a father of men and nations, and I know you're going to be true with this here. But how it's going to happen, I don't know. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> so, 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 so come on, Sarah. Let's put on the Marvin Gaye. <laughs> I know, and they did like a lot of us do. We go, okay, that didn't work. Let me try something else. Come on. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, Hagar, no, no, what's look, 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 yeah. look, uh, hey, God, look, we, look, we yeah. ain't talking about that. That's, 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 that's a topic of a whole other show right there. <laughs> <laughs> the well, we almost, look, look, yeah. Hey, 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 Loretta, we're we going to talk about that. Uh, uh, make sure you make a note. We're going to talk about that in the expedience of obedience. Oh, my goodness. So you, you, you're doing the right thing now, Michael. You're throwing out these things. You're doing these teasers. And so you have been, you've learned radio well, I promise you, to keep us listening and to keep us can't wait to come back next Tuesday. I love how you're doing it. Oh, we're going to talk about that next. That's, that's part of the expediency of obedience. And I'm going to tell you this, but, you know, that's, that's beautiful because I want people to want to come back. And, you know, that's why we said we don't just want to be talking heads. We don't want to just. You know, say we have a radio show, you know, that has all these listeners. We want people to be fed. We want people to be better. We want them to move, and we want them to feel like, you know, they're not alone, that we're going to, um, we want the meditations of our heart to be acceptable, and the words of our mouth hey, to be acceptable, hey, man. you know, to true. God, because it's about him, not us. Now, now, Loretta, there's one last element that we have to talk about, and that is love. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we know, and we're talking about the God kind of love here. We're talking about the word that means charity. It means benevolent love and giving what is needed. So the God kind of love, which which goes beyond erotic love and 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 having affection for something, love always gives, the God kind of love always gives what is needed. That's why he gave us Jesus, because we, we needed him. We, we needed Jesus to deliver the world from sin. Mm-hmm. That, that's why his love was manifested. Now, let's, I'm going to give you a scripture. And of course, there's a bunch of scriptures to deal with this, but I found one I think that'll hit good here, and it's John 14 and 21. And it says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them. Now, the word keepeth them means to obey. Mm-hmm. That means that you're going to write them down in your in your notepad and close it up and make sure you're going to get to it. Not not that kind of keep. It means you're going <laughs> to keep it in your heart. You gonna, It's coming to your heart, and you're going to guard it, and you're going to meditate, and you're going to turn that thing over and over in your mind. And while you're doing that, you're going to get to the point that, Lord, wow, I'm going to do that. He said, he that had my commandments, keep it them. He, no, I'm sorry. Let me, let me, let me start over. He that had my okay. commandments and keep it them, he it is that loveth me. So we, we demonstrate our love to God when we do what? When we obey his commandments. Uh-huh. That's how we demonstrate our love for God, not just the lifting up of our hands and saying, Lord, I love you. And and that's, 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 just, that's an expression of praise. But we demonstrate our love to God by giving him what he needs, and that is our obedience. Uh-huh. Because a God isn't much of a God if he don't have people that will worship him. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you a God. That means that you're an, you an object that is worthy of worship and adoration. That's what a God is. Now, let's, let's finish reading this verse. And, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest Myself to him. So, so this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, "If you have, if you have my commandments and you keep them, that's the person that loves me. And the person that loves me shall be loved of my Father." And he said, "And I will love him and will manifest myself to him." So, if you're looking for a, a manifestation of God in your life, constant manifestation of God in your life. You need to have a constant manifestation of obedience in your life. Mm. Mm. Okay, so a constant manifestation that. of God in your life. You need to have a constant manifestation of obedience in your life. 
That's right. And of course, we always want, and I always tell people, once you, once you ex- truly experience the presence of God, oh, it is, it is, it is beyond addictive. It is you would, if you truly experience the presence of God, you won't let nothing ever interrupt you missing out on that again. I promise you that. Ooh. Because because there is there's nothing that compares to an actual manifestation of the presence of God in your life. Is there there's there's nothing more I and like I said, the only word I could think that there's nothing more addictive than the manifested presence of God and you know that He's in your presence. And and you know He's in your presence because all the first thing you do is 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 drop to your knees and all in and reverence. It, that, that's one of the first things that you do because you know he's there. And this this sense and feeling of unworthiness envelops you, and he said, "No, let that go. I'm just I'm here to to just love on you and to let you know <laughs> I appreciate you because you appreciate me." And 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 I'm talking from experience. I'm not talking from feeling. I'm talking from experience. I know the first time I experienced his presence. I said in my heart of hearts, I would never let anything interrupt this from happening in my life again. And then, of course, uh-huh. you know, you you know, just like anything, I'm more like being in, in the presence of something the first time. You don't you don't know what it is. It kind of overwhelms you. Then, it's, then at one point, you you start to get accustomed to it, and you say, "Okay." And that's what worship does. It it ushers you into the presence of God. And and another. Root word of worship is obedience. Mm. Because the, the the word worship means to do o, obeisance, which means to obey. So you can worship God if you are not obeying God. Mm-hmm. Now God will receive your praise. Because you receive praise from the trees and the birds and the oceans <laughs> and the and 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 the and all the uh, terrestrial beings, the stars, the moon, the galaxies, all those things praise God. Just because He receives your praise, I mean, He's pleased with you. Oh, but He He wants to receive your worship. That's what pleases God. Because obedience pleases God. Faith pleases God. Yep. It moves. So also, so, so always remember that. So that's so. God is looking to take His children higher and higher and higher, and He's given us so much. Therefore, He's requiring so much from us, and and that's why I can speak so passionately about this subject because this is something that I didn't try. This is something that I did. I I didn't try to see it was going to fail. I I did it because He told me to do it. Mm-hmm. And once he's the first time he proves himself faithful to you, then you know he's always faithful. And then now next week we're going to continue on the effects of obedience. Man, the time is really gone. I almost got caught up there for a minute. Yeah, I know we did. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, it happens when you know we're running short of time. But I have had it. So you want to do your closing? to um, tell everybody about this this um, new conversation that we're having, the effects of immediate obedience. And I'm telling you, I, I was kind of a little tired when we got started, but now I'm energized. I'm ready to go do something, make something happen now because yeah, I feel like I, man, I got my help. Hey, hey. <laughs> I got my help today. Hey, man, so, that's what the um, Word of God does. That's what I'm doing now. Just everything is just right now. My my whole being is stirring right now. And that's what I'm, yeah, I'm me trying too. To, so I'm 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 trying to just kind of just calm it down and say, okay, Lord, <laughs> I forgot we we are in the earth realm, and because we're in the earth realm, we are subject to time, even though we enter into eternity. Therefore, more <laughs> we have to come it back to earth. Oh, it was beautiful, and nothing else mattered. Nothing else mattered but hearing, you know, His word and. Read, knowing you know the three ways that we get it: the reading, the revealing, and the spoken. Spoken, right? okay, spoken, right. yeah. yeah. So, 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 so next week, so next week we're going to talk finish on the effects of obedience. We're going to talk about seven seven different effects of obedience. We know I'm not going to prolong the time in it unless God says so. And 
it is truly an honor that you are an audience on today, and I just pray, pray that the word of God was uh, planted into your heart today, and you become an active doer, and not just a hearer of the things that you have received on today. And you have a blessed rest of the week until we meet again. For tuning in to Loretta McNair Live presents Teasers with Michael. Thank our sponsor, Let Us Rescue You Hair Care and Skin Care Products. You can find them at LetUsRescueYou.com. And until we meet again here on this wonderful tool of radio, we ask that you all um, be blessed. We ask that you be blessed, and we ask that you become a blessing to others. Until next week, have an, an amazing and incredible week, all right? And remember that we will be talking about the immediate effects of obedience on next Tuesday. We love you, and we wish nothing but the best for you. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye.